Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Business Desk Today, the daily podcast bringing you our top stories for the day ahead. It's Wednesday, the 9th of August. I'm your host, Mari Jones. Later, we'll take a look at the NZX50 companies that gained and lost the most in July. But first, cowboy operators dumping construction and demolition rubbish unsafely could be on the rise, industry players have warned. This week, Business Desk revealed an Auckland firm was cleaning up its act after complaints it was stockpiling flammable construction and demolition trash dangerously close to high-voltage power lines and operating two dumps without resource consent. Major industry players argue unsafe practices could ramp up after the waste levy increased in July for many types of landfill. The levy's aim is to push businesses to recycle more waste so it doesn't end up in landfills, but resource recovery is expensive, leading to perverse outcomes, where some operators look for cheaper ways to get rid of their rubbish. Read the full investigation by Cecile Meyer at businessdesk.co.nz. Up next, and broker-based New Zealand wealth management firm Forsyth Bar has finally got its robo on with the impending launch of a tech-based fund distribution and advice business. When it starts, clients for the new Tempo service will have access to 15 underlying funds, including five Australasian asset products offered by Forsyth Bar's in-house shop, Octagon Asset Management. The rest are global listed exchange traded funds, or ETFs the favoured vehicle for NZ stockbrokers to invest offshore. The 15 Tempo funds are all sector-specific strategies rather than the standard diversified models, conservative, balanced, growth and so on, familiar to the KiwiSaver members. And in a transparent attempt to woo younger investors, the non-Octagon funds, that is the International Equities ETFs, hit all the thematic notes allegedly important to millennials and Gen Zs with product titles such as diversity and inclusion, lower carbon, responsible, clean energy, future cities, and of course, ESG. Now, time for a quick ad break. Welcome back. Let trade run free. Tie your currency to the US dollar. Align your foreign policy with America's. The US and its Western partners wrote these economic rules, a cornerstone of the world order prevailing since World War II. But Bloomberg reports that developing countries, often called the Global South, are now quietly revising them. Developing nations are demanding control of their resources, reordering a relationship from colonial times, in part by insisting on factories in their own countries. Joining Namibia and Zimbabwe, Ghana is preparing to ban exports of lithium, essential for electric vehicles. Indonesia prohibited the export of nickel ores. Argentina, Brazil, Chile and Indonesia are welcoming investments in EV battery plants from China. And there's questions over the dollar's hegemony. The Bank of Thailand is talking up fresh plans to diversify its basket of currencies, which it uses to establish the value of the baht, so it's less tied to the dollar. Indonesia is shoring up local currency markets as regional neighbours set up digital payment systems, reducing the need for the dollar in day-to-day purchases. Africa is discussing a common currency. 
Adding a geopolitical component, countries are no longer picking sides in fights between the West and Russia or the US and China. 32 countries abstained from a United Nations resolution in February, demanding that Russia withdraw from Ukraine. Research suggests that unfavorable views of China reached historical highs this year, but the US has failed to capitalize on Chinese President Xi Jinping's declining popularity. And finally, Ella Summers reports on the NZX 50 companies that gained and lost the most in July. Across the index in July, cancer diagnostics company Pacific Edge saw its share price almost double, while retailer KMD Brands sank nearly 10%. 34 stocks rose in varying degrees during the month, and 11 went in the other direction. Meanwhile, five stocks were at the same share price at the end of July as they were at the beginning. Forsyth Bar Analyst said in a monthly market wrap report last Thursday that the NZX50 index had lifted 1% during July and returned 4.9% in the last 12 months. Head to businessdesk.co.nz to read Ella's in-depth analysis. Looking to today's markets, and the New Zealand share market slipped more than half a percent despite a rebound on Wall Street, with fast food operator restaurant brands continuing to slide. The S&P NZX50 index held its ground in the morning, but then steadily declined to close down 65.49 points, or 0.55%. There were 46 gainers and 89 decliners over the whole market, with 32.57 million shares worth $117.55 million changing hands. That's all from me. Have a great Wednesday. 